series is on the air. This is Maven Field, Detroit, where the Detroit Tigers and the St. Louis Cardinals are battling for the World Championship. The play-by-play descriptions of all the World Series games are brought to you with a compliment of the Ford Motor Company, Mr. Henry Ford, Mr. Edsel Ford, and your local Ford dealers, producers and distributors of Ford and Lincoln cars and Ford trucks. The sponsors will be amply repaid. You get enjoyment from these broadcasts. At this time, during the preceding six games, we've had the pleasure of presenting Graham McNamee. He has, in his own vivid style, pictured the World Series color excitement in the crowd. Unfortunately, Graham had to return to New York last night, and I know he misses being here today. He's listening, we know. Here's the beginning of the seventh and deciding game of the 1934 World Series. We miss him, as we know you do. Now for the attending pregame tenseness and excitement of today, we turn you over to Don Wilson of New York. He'll give you the picture here of Don Manning with the size the first four and a half innings. Uh, we'll have the pleasure during the last half of the game. All right, Don Wilson, come right here and help yourself with his microphone. Thank you, Ford Bond. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I hardly need to tell you that uh, there is a capacity crowd gathered here in the stands at Nathan Field in Detroit, Michigan this afternoon to witness the seventh and final game of the 1934 World Series between the Cardinals of St. Louis and the Tigers of Detroit. A capacity crowd keyed to the highest pitch for this crucial battle. Not only are the spectators in an almost state of frenzy, but the players themselves are very much on edge, with their nerves being very taut, a condition which might easily be fanned into a flame because of the strain of such an exciting series, as you already know. You will recall that this is the first time since 1931 that the World Series has gone to seven games when the St. Louis Cards fought it out with Connie Mack Athletics. Experts have said that this series would depend largely upon the effectiveness of the pitchers, which is quite an obvious fact in the short series. And that prediction has held true with the great teams, Izzy and Daffy, Blue Boy Rowe, and Tommy Bridges. So far, Daffy Dean is the only pitcher to go through unscathed. Rowe, Bridges, Dizzy Dean, each having won one and lost one game, while Daffy has won both his starts. It was right here in Detroit that this old World Series this year opened, and that first game was conspicuous for two particular reasons. The blowing up of the Tiger infield, which may be accredited to over-anxieties, and uh, the pitching of Dizzy Dean, the Cards winning 8-3 in that first game. Then the second game came along, and it was marked by the outstanding pitching performance of schoolboy Rowe for Detroit. He turned in an all-time standout accomplishment of retiring 22 men in a row. Then the scene of the battle changed down to Sportsman's Park in St. Louis. Paul Daffy Dean was in the box for the cards. Lacking his usual control, Daffy frequently was trailing the batter, who had this youngest of the Dean brothers uh, up 3-2. to two. As a result, Paul had the bases populated most every inning during that game, but due to the fine support and teamwork of the entire Cardinal squad and some mighty crafty cagedness on Daffy's part, the Cards came through to win 4-1. to Then came the fourth game of this series, and the Tigers' balls were sharpened to needle point. The 
Detroit's batting strength, overpowering St. Louis, with Detroit winning to the tune of 10 to 4. But this game gave us the finest pitching of this series to date. A most enviable record being turned in by Tommy Bridges of the Detroit Tigers, who pitched the sharpest breaking ball that he has ever had, and who would have had a shutout for his credit, but for one Mr. Delancey, the stalwart card catcher, who pulled a long one out for a homer, scoring the only run for St. Louis. The Tigers winning 3-1. to one. That brings us down to yesterday's game here in Detroit, which was one of those good old-fashioned ball games as we listen to it. Starring honors going to one Leo DeRocher, card shortstop, golf admittedly, rather poor hitter, who knocked the old apple all over the lot, getting three hits out of four times at bat. Bruce Joplin also gets a hand for his spectacular catch with his back against the fence of Delancey's bid for an extra base hit. Cards winning, as you well know, yesterday, four to three, and what a ball game that was. This brings us down to the task at hand, the pleasant task, this seventh and deciding game for the World Championship. And don't you for one minute think that those men down there won't all be giving everything that they have this afternoon, not only for the honor of winning the old rag, emblematic of the World Baseball Champion, but for the $1,800 at stake, which is the difference between $5,700 and $3,900 as the players share for the winners. You know, I've been sitting at home in New York listening to Fort Vaughn and Tom Manning give us their very splendid reports on these games and listening to Mac, as we so affectionately call Graham McNamee, giving us this pregame color and his very pertinent remarks throughout the game. I've been sitting at home in New York listening to these reports just as you have. And as I was flying through the air by plane between here and New York last night, it occurred to me that I'd like to know just a little bit more about these players whose names have become almost household words during this period. So thinking that perhaps uh, many of you listening in in our radio audience might be interested in the same thing, I dug down into the voluminous biographical files and have here some highly informative data, which I think perhaps many of our radio audience will be interested in. Before we give that to you, just a few moments before we took the air, there was a huge small horseshoe taken in here and placed just to the left of the batter's box here at Haven Field for this World Series. It was uh, brought in by Tommy Richardson, Mickey Cochran's great man, and Patsy O'Toole, nationally known as probably the noisiest baseball rooter in America. This huge floral tribute will be presented to Mickey Cochran, manager of the Detroit Tigers. The Cardinals being the business today, let's, let's look down and see what happens and some of the facts pertaining to some of their players. We find John Pepper Martin as their third baseman, and incidentally, Pepper, as you probably already are cognizant of, heads the batting race for the St. Louis Nationals. Pepper Martin, the wild horse of the old age and the outstanding hero of the 1931 World Series. He's the Cardinals' regular third baseman instead of center fielder, as he was in the 1931 Series. Martin has improved his play around the hot corner so much that he is considered by many as one of the fastest fielding third basemen in the National League. He's like a cat on once down the third baseline and possesses an arm of steel. There's no doubt about his batting and base running. He ranks among the best choir players in the Heidler circuit. His 1934 record shows that he bats 289, fielding 942. That's Martin heading the batting list for the cards. 
In comes right fielder John Lothrock. John Lothrock has been batting around the majors for the past five or six years. Most of the time he spent trying to make good with the Boston Red Sox. An injury to his leg while running the bases hampered his work, and he never until now reached stardom. We met him down at the hotel this morning, and he is a fine specimen of athletic fitness. Rothrock was used in most other positions of the Sox, but did not catch the pitch. He was sent to Columbus in the American Association, a farm team with the Cardinal chain, and there played such stellar ball that the Cardinal management decided to give him another chance. He played a fine game for the Cards this season and has come through with many a timely blow. Jack is a finished fielder, and his throwing arm is one of the very best. He's also very, very fast on the bases. He's one of the few Cardinal players who have not started in their chainsaw and worked himself up into the major league team. This is his first chance in the World Series, and he has shown the temperament and ability to do great things. His 1934 record, batting 284, fielding 978. Then we come to Frankie Frey, second baseman and playing manager for the St. Louis Cardinals. Frankie was made manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. He said that he would instill the McGraw system of playing ball in the Cardinals' team of things. And so far, he's carried it out to the letter. First, you know, he's a member of the Giants for eight years. And in that time, he absorbed all of McGraw's methods. He has his teammates on the toes who insist that they take an extra base every time there's a possibility of making it. Frankie's a great believer in the hit-and-run play, which made McGraw one of the most feared managers in baseball. The bottom flash may not be as colorful as the old giant manager was, but he's very, very close to it. Frank is one of the greatest money players ever to take part in the World Series. His ability for making seemingly impossible plays and uh, playing bang-up ball when the going is the toughest seems to be one of Frankie's main points. He's not suffered in all his around play since he took over the managership of the St. Louis team. His 1934 record, batting 306, fielding 971. Then we have at left field, Joel Ducky Wucky Medwick. Ducky Wucky Medwick, the slugging young Hungarian of the Cardinals, is one of the hardest hitters in the National League. He gave promise after his first season in the majors in 1933 of being a coming star. He remained among the first five batters most of the season, but his club dropped him from that select circle. Medwick is one of the leading extra base hitters of the National League and one of its leading run scorers and batter in of runs. He has a great throwing arm and covers a lot of territory in that old left field garden out there. Medwick has never failed to hit below the 300 mark in all the six years that he's been playing in the minor and major league baseball. He makes his home in New Jersey and first began playing center pro ball around that section. The Cardinals picked him up and played with them with their farm in 1930. Let's listen to the star final battle.
Down at left field, two shots from the shortstop. Greenberg at first base, Owen at third base, Fox at right field, and Hawker, Eldon Hawker, will pitch. And now, this play-by-play report will be given to you the first four-and-a-half innings by Tom Manning of Cleveland and the second four-and-a-half innings by Fort Bond of New York. All right, Tom, it's your turn to take over. Tom Manning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you a lot, John Wilson. It's awfully nice to have you all here at the World Series. We know that you're going to enjoy this important ball game. These two clubs, the Detroit Tigers of the American League and the Cardinals of the Master League. You know, they've been battling and battling during the past six days for the supremacy of baseball. They're all evened up now. Each club has won three games. Yesterday afternoon at this time, Detroit Tigers were feeling that the series would be over last night. The Cardinals sneaked in with a nice four to three victory. Now, it is three games of peace. The all-important game is being played here this afternoon. Tonight, the World Series will be over, unless this ball game is tied up. We don't look for that. Boys and old start early in the afternoon. They have plenty of time to get the game over before darkness. That is the only thing, perhaps, to go for the World Series from ending tonight. Aaron Walker, he's a ball you know, who is not superstitious. On his back, the big numeral, number 13. Here's a boy who picked that grand game the other day, and won for the Tigers. Now we're ready to go. Mike Cochran, you know, who spent the night in the hospital here at Detroit, the right pack on his injured knee. He is out there. He's not going to let the boys down. He's going to be here battling this afternoon for this deciding game. We're about ready to go. Pepper Martin is up. Walker winds up. He's on. Ball one. The pass ball is high inside. And Pepper Martin steps away from the plate. Yes, sir, this important game is on the way. The wind-up and the pitch. Ball two. Walker shoots in a curve ball. It was over the plate. It's too high. And the count on Pepper Martin. Two and nothing. Oh, and a curve for Jones short. Going in second, Greenberg first. The wind-up, the pitch. Another curve ball is low outside, and a count on Pepper Martin. First hitter of the afternoon is three and nothing. Hank Greenberg takes a few steps over toward the pitcher, yelling words of encouragement. Hawker taking his time, and now the windup. All three. The strike calls. A burning fastball is right down the alley, dead high. Harry Dalgo behind the back. Here's the first. Owen is second. And Slum umpiring is third. The fifth, three and one. The strike. Oh. Yes, sir, the fans are really pepped up this afternoon. Another capacity crowd here. The sun is shining brightly. There's a wind blowing in from right field this afternoon. Three and two is the count. And here it is. Nailed that ball, a 14 line drive. 
Into left center field with Joshua White going back fast. He knocked the ball down, and before he could pick it up and get it back to the infield, Rothrock was on second base. But two-bagger for Rothrock and manager Frankie Trick is coming up. Umpire Harry Geisel delayed proceedings for a moment to brush off the dish. Harry Geisel and all the boys are all very much satisfied with the ball and strike decisions of all of these umpires. Here we go now, ready to go on quick. One goal, one on second. Ball one. A hook ball is high and outside. It's the first inning. Left rock on second. The pitch. The high fly ball out of the short center field. Rogel going back. White coming in. Rogel has it. Two out. Left rock on second. Frankie Creek swung at that ball. It was a high pitch inside, putting the ball on the handle of his back. And Jojo White, Billy Rochelle, were off with the crack of the bat. Rochelle turning around and making a neat pass for out number two. Joe Medwick. Joey Medwick, the Cardinal left fielder is up. A right-hand hitter. There's the strip. And now the pitch. It's a ball. A pass ball is inside. Medwick pulls away from the plate. First inning in all. Cardinals batting two out. Jack Walthrock on second. Result of a double. Ball one on Joey Medwick, the hitter. The pitch. It's a high infield fly ball. Going back to third base with Owen going back fast. He has it. Broadcast to brought to you through the courtesy of the makers of the Ford V8. Here in the Cardinals half of the first inning, Martin came up, the count went to three and two, and then he went down swinging hard. He had a strikeout route and took that long, long walk back to the bench. Jack Rothrock followed him in the batting order, banged one out into left center field for a two base hit. He rested happily down on second as Frankie first came to bat. A high flat to short left center. Rogel went back on the grass under it and had it in the pocket for the second out. Two out, one on, and Medwick up. Medwick fouled one, high behind Bird. Owen went out fast under it and took that one in the net. No run, one hit, no error. And the big zero hangs in the first half of the first inning for St. Louis on the scoreboard out in right field. Jim Dean is taking his place out on the mound. He's warming up with Delancey. And Jojo White is down there swinging two big black bats as he comes into the batter's box. And here's Tom Manning. You know, there's little pictures out there that we want you to get. Dizzy Dean, you know, is in the box this afternoon. Bill Hallahan was the expected pitcher. Frankie Chris said before the game that, well, if Chris wants to go, we're going to put him in there. Perhaps he thinks that Dizzy Dean was very much instrumental in winning the pennant, and he's getting the chance to pitch today. Ready to go. White is up. Ball one. Oh, inside. That's perhaps the reason that Dizzy Dean, with only a day's rest, is in there this afternoon instead of Wild Bill Hallahan. Jojo White is up. All one. Strike foul. All one. And strike one. Jojo White, a left-hand hitter. Center fielder and leadoff man of the Tigers. The wind-up. One and one. Strike foul. That was a fast ball to poke over the outside corner to a left-hand hitter. And it is now a strike two and ball one. The wind-up. The pitch. 
Right-hand submariner is in the box. The wind-up. The pitch. He swings it at the side. Out of the left center field at the face hit. Collins rounds first. White has the ball. Puts it into Rochelle. It gets past Rochelle. Carrier backing up. Recovers the ball. And Collins stops the first. A single. Mind drive out to Jojo. White, but he took on the bounce. Got away from Rochelle. On the return, but Carrier was backing up. That's the second Cardinal hit. Bill Delancey, the catcher is up. The pitch. Ball on. A fast ball that's smacked into Cochran's glove. Bill Delancey pulling away from the plate, and it is ball one. First pass of the second inning. A foul back. Strike. Ball one. Strike one. Strike one, the set. A peek over to first, the pitch. It's a ball. Outside, and the count on Bill Delancey. Left hand hitter is two and one. Elder Walkers having a hard time out there in the pitching rubber, trying to get an extra third out of the way. Now he's all set to go. Ball two and strike one, the pitch. It's a bowling ball down third. Aaron to Gallinger. That play again with Collins on first. Bill Delancey left the ground ball to move Owen. Owen to Gellinger. Collins was out. Gellinger to Greenberg. Getting the hitter. Delancey. Two out. Nobody on. Orsatti up. With the first pitch coming right up here. Look out for Somebody caught it. Well, that's the closest we've come to being hit so far. Foul strike one. Something about these microphones. They should not be hit by a foul ball. One of the count and the pitch. That's a face hit in the right field. The ball is received by Pete Hawk. Returns to Rochelle at second. Orsatti stops the first. The second cardinal hit of the inning. The third of the afternoon. Leo DeRocher. The star of yesterday's ball game. Brilliant shortstop yesterday in Oleo. Has three base hits. All just blows the outfield. Starting on first, the Ocher up the pitch. Strike, foul. The Ocher, back to right-handed. There's the stretch. A peak at first. Coming. There he goes. The players at second base. He is out stealing. Come to the fourth batter in the 
Detroit Tigers line up, and they come up for half a second. It's the Goose. Goose Goslin stepping up to the plate now, and here's Tom Manning coming in to give it to you. All right, Tom. Dizzy Dean is out there kicking some more left turn around the pitching rubber. As we prepare to go into the Tiger half of the second inning, no runs is yet. The wind-up, Goslin hitting. First ball is a slow hopper down first base. Collins takes it, crosses the team. He's out. Collins takes the ball, and Dean, Dizzy Dean, covered the bag, taking the ball, and getting the foot out. One gone. That was a lazy, bombing ball. That's the Collins handle. Next hitter will be Billy Rogel. A little shortstop of Detroit Tigers. Billy is batting left hand of the afternoon against the right-hand slant of Dizzy Dean. Here's the wind-up. One gone, nobody out. Long one this time. Here comes. As the bombing ball down, George Rose is in fact. It's pinched. He's safe. That was the bombing ball that the Rose came in fast for. He threw the ball in the dirt. Collins knocked it down, and it is scored as an error for shortstop to Rose. Rogel safe at first on to Rose's error. Greenberg batting. Big right-hand hitter. Last half of the second inning, one out, and Rogel is on first. There's the stretch. And the pitch. Strike. Ball. That was a hook ball. that hit the outside corner of the plate. To Hank Greenberg. Greenberg has his jaw set down there this afternoon, swinging that bat up and down. There's the set and the pitch. Strike. He swings hard and misses. And out is two and nothing. Hank Greenberg is hitting third baseman. Herb Owen is next. Both guys on first. One man out. Dean is pumping his left foot up and down out there on the rubber. There's the set now. A peek at first and the pitch. A foul back. And the count remains strike two. Alfred starts out a new ball up by a hurry. Geisel, Bill Delancey walks several yards out toward the pitcher's spot. And then comes it to Dizzy. Dizzy takes his cut off and first looks out for center field. And now he's looking in at Hank Greenberg, standing out there, rubbing the ball in his bare hands. Now he's ready to go to stretch. It's strike two, you know. A play at first. Rogel is safe. Dizzy turns, stops that ball over there with plenty on it to Rick Collins. Another stretch. The pitch. Strike three. He swung hard. Had a curveball over the outside corner. It was just above the knees and missed it for a third strike. Two men out. Rochelle on first. And Merv Owens. Detroit Tigers third baseman. Right hand hitter is up. Runs is yet, you know. There's the set, the pitch, the bounding ball down a couple of Martin. Martin comes up with it, throws to Fritz, forcing Rochelle at second for the third out. No runs, no hits, one error, forward bond. The Ford Motor Company is sending you to broadcast the World Series game. The National Broadcasting Company presents a special news bulletin from the Buff Radio Bureau. My side fans. 
French Foreign Minister Louis Barthou, who died today from bullet wounds inflicted by an assassin, who also killed King Alexander I of Yugoslavia. It was first reported that Barthou's injuries were not serious. At Paris, the French cabinet has been hurriedly called into meetings to take action on the assassination of King Alexander of Yugoslavia. A grave European crisis is feared. Crown Prince Peter, 11 years old, the son of the flame king, probably will be proclaimed king within a few days. These bulletins are from the Press Radio Bureau. For further details, read your newspaper. Here we are now, going into the first half of the third inning. Out on the mound, Eldon Alter is warming up with Mickey Cochran. We have Leo DeRocher coming up there, who was a bat when Orsatti was out of second on the field. Here's Tom Manning to give you the first half of his third inning. All right, Tom. Leo DeRocher, Roby, Cardinal, shortstop. With a fat last inning, when Orsatti was erased stealing. Well, the Walker, right-handers, passes wind up on the first six to DeRocher. A great call. wind up again. Ball in. A fast ball is high inside. And the count on DeRocher is one and one. Ball two. Hawker's third ball was low and 20 outside. Two and one. Ball two and strike one. Hawker walked out of the path for second base. Now he's in there again. The wind up. Strike call. That was a fair ball. Right over the heart of the plate. And now the count on DeRocher is two and two. Ball two and strike two. Has a drive out of the center field. White going over a little bit under it. Waiting. He has it. One man out. Leo DeRocher, the Cardinal shortstop, fires to Jojo White. The hand is for Dizzy Dean. Jerome Dizzy Dean of the Cardinals batting. One out, nobody out. Coming. Oh, up the bat. Dizzy Dean got his bat right out of his hand. And it rolls clear down past the third base pushes. That ball and fouled it off. Now the coach is bringing it back as he walked halfway down to get it. Taking his pitching hand that time. With the bat snapped out of his hand and probably stung for a moment. Dizzy gets a big handful of dirt, rubbing that old crowd around there plenty. Much to say he's got a real grip on it. Going. Another foul back. Strike two. The big boy is taking a lazy swing at that ball. That time he reached over the outside corner for a bad pitch. Start swung rather leisurely at it. And the count is two and nothing. There's the windup. Strike two on Dizzy Dean. Back one out of the left field. Looks like a face hit. It is a face hit. The Dean is rounding first. Gosling has the ball. Dean is going down. It's going to be close. It is close. He ties in. He's safe. A double for Dizzy Dean. Tony closed the second base, but Cosmos returned to Rochelle, was dropped a little bit on the pitcher's box side of the bag, and Dizzy Dean stood on the other side with a high hook slide, and he is safe getting a two-base hit. 
play for half turn, not to give Warbrock anything good, and put a runner for their team, a chance for a double play in some East State. Frankie pushes up. The infield is still playing back, hoping for a double play. Run out the bad Golden. The tip. A foul up and back. Strike our manager, Frankie. There's the picture, you know, Gene is on third base, Upper Martin on second, Jack Walcott is on first. First half of the third inning, no run, score is up, and come out. Here's the lineup, right one, foul, a fastball is inside. Francis Fritz pulling away and then leaning back on his back. Count is fair one and strike one. Here's the wind-up, a long one, far one, strike one. The high foul up and back into the stand, and it's strike two. The roar, as you heard, one of the four fans caught that bell, and I, the World Series souvenir. Strike two and far one. The umpire guys will have crossed out a new ball. Hacker is out there with his glove off and is going on his hands. Now he's in there, ready to go. Strike two, ball one, five floaters, one out. The lineup, coming. It's a ball. Outside. With the count two and one, after had one big eight. Inside a third ball, way outside, and now it's two and two. All two and strike two. Here's the windup. Two and two. It's a drive to right field, it's Kirby foul. Everybody running. Rock Rock is around the third base. That ball landed about three or four yards outside the foul line. And the count on Frankie Freak remains 2-2. Rock Rock is coming back to first. Robert Scholler. Gene is on third. Couple Martin on second. Rock Rock on first. One out, two and two on the hitter. Walker's getting the signal now. And here's that long windup. Two and two, the pitch. Mike Cochran has taken the ball from 
Will fire on if walked out to the pitching rubber for Owen, Geringer, and Greenberg. The ball walked over to the box. That is correct two-bar row. Officially will be the relieving pitcher. That all happened in the third inning, you know. With one man gone, Dean up the double into left field. Up the Martin. Then single. Beat out and slow bounder down first. Putting Dean on third. Up the Martin stole second. And Jack Walkrock put the base on third, filling the bag. Frankie Frick then doubles to right field, clearing the bases and making it the Cardinals three, the Tigers nothing. This is the seventh, you know, seventh and final game of the World Series. The Warriors have battled tooth and nail during the past six days. Two games here at Maven Field, the next three over at Portsmouth Park in St. Louis, and they returned here yesterday. The Cardinals won, forcing the seventh game, and here it is. Here in the first half of the third inning, ready to go again, and Joe Medwick, the left fielder of the Cardinals, will be first to face through their row. There's the stretch and the pitch. A bounding ball down to Rogel. Rogel to Greenberg. And Medwick is out. Frick going to third on the play. Unnecessarily, Frankie Frick slid into third base, taking no chances of being put out. Now we have two men out. And Ripper Collins, the first backer of the Cardinals. Left hand batter is up. Ripper Collins. It's the first ball, quick to face it in the left field. Quick, scores from third. Dawson fumbles a moment. Picks it up, puts it into Rogel. And Collins stops it first. The Cardinals, four. Tigers, nothing. Bill Delancey. The Cardinals catcher will be the next hitter. The score, the St. Louis Cardinals, four. Detroit Tigers, nothing. Four run rally by the Cardinals in this, the first half of the third inning. There's the stick. The pitch. Hit the ball high inside. What a nothing. On Bill Delancey. Two boy road takes the stick. A peak at first. And now the delivery. Hit the ball inside. The shot breaking third ball to Bill Delancey. Skipped out of the way of, and the count is two and nothing. There's the stretch again. The last signing of the count is ball two. It is. As it's passed out into right field, going, going. Out into right field, a base hit. The ball turns off the barrier. Collins is rounding third. He keeps right on going. Here's the player at the plate. And Collins eats the ball and the stretch. Will Delancey. Stop at your second. It's a double.
Umpire Howard Geisel. Umpire in seat behind the plate. There's called play ball. Now we're about ready to go. All steps to know is a left-hand pitcher. Delancey on second of the pitch. It's a ball. A hook ball break inside for Ernie Orsani. And the count is one and Orsani being the ninth hitter of the center. Ball through a fastball that knocks Orsani down. Picks himself up rather slowly, dusting himself off, and the count is ball two. As that long, slow cut, and the first strike ball. With a count two or nothing, Alan Walker put a fastball right down the alley for a called strike. Ball two and strike one. Now the set. It's a high foul over the back of third Owen going over fast. He doesn't catch up with it. And the count is two and two on Ernie O'Sadi. Guys are rolls the new ball out there to Halstead. And then ducks the plate off. Bob Owen is getting back in position. Goes short stop of Dell with Phil Delancey returning to second base. First half of the third inning, two men out. And the count is ball two, strike two. There's the stretch. And the pitch. Ball three. The sweeping curve there is outside. A near wire pitch with Cochran going outside to get it. Guys will take one look at it and crosses it over to the Tiger dugout. Three and two, the pitch. Ball four. Oscari left. Leo DeRosa, the Cardinal shortstop, coming up for the second time in this inning. He opened this inning with a long fly ball in center field for the first out. Leo DeRosa, right-hand hitter is up. There's the set. There's the base hook into right field. Delancey, rounding third base. The coach holds him up. The bad to Rotor. That was a nice throw by Patrick Kaplan. Bill Delancey had gone to third base, but the coach over there held him up, and now we have the bases loaded. Two out, and Dizzy Dean coming up. Here's something funny. Every one of the Cardinals has reached base at least once in this inning, except Joe Bedley. Dizzy Dean comes out of the... Comes off the bench rather slowly. That's a pretty stiff breeze, Warren. Just a little bit chillier here this afternoon. He took some time getting his jersey off. Back to Robertson on two outs. Dizzy Dean is up. The pitch strikes third. Delancey is on third. Elsani on second. Delancey on first. Here's the pitch. And the high bounding ball down third on is in fast, picks it up, and is unable to make the play. It's a big hit. Delancey crosses the plate, and Dizzy Dean is base at first. He pulled it high with that ball, knocked it, to hit the edge of home plate, and bound it about 20, 25 feet in the air. Dizzy Dean, you know, is running fast. Burbo came in fast and saw that there was no chance of getting Delancey at the plate and no chance of getting Dean at first because that's hung on the ball. That's 
Bases loaded to those. And here's the windup. There's a pounding ball. Gallia comes up with a pass to Rocale. That's a play for the adults. That's all. And the Cardinals in the first half of the third inning.
Chargers about to go to head off Dean and Jeff Kinnor. Roger Weiss got out his back that time as if the shot. Papa Martin came in fast and again, as he did the other day, Delancey whipped that ball right down at it. Maybe that's the match, I don't know. Right two. Weiss to know, back from left handed. Two men out. No doubt around. The pitch. As the crowd out of the center field, Ernie Alcotti going over in the left center of it, and he takes it. A pass for the Tigers in the third, no run, so it's closed. It's 7 nothing. They bring the St. Louis Cardinals in this ball game, which is coming to you from Havenfield, Detroit. This is WMAQ, the Chicago Daily Newspaper. Ready for the first half of the fourth inning. So you know the Cardinals seven, the Cardinals nothing. And Frankie Fritz, the Cardinal manager, will be first up in the final half of the fourth. Tom Bridges, you know, the right-hander, is in the box for Detroit Tigers. Get the signal, now the wind-up, and we're ready to go. Quick hitting. All right. That was a fast ball right. At the feet of Frankie Chris, Frankie jumped out of the way, and then fell uh, on the ground. Now he's getting up. All one, the count. Here's the wind-up of Tommy Briggs. A bounding ball down to Gallagher. He comes up with a cleanly, crosses to Greenberg, switches out of first. One man out of the fourth inning. Joe Medwick, the left fielder. The only man on the Cardinal lineup was not made a hit as yet. He made 20 during the season, and he's made 20 in the series so far. Up twice with no hit. Strike. Takes a terrific cut and misses. There's the wind-up again. Pitch has a smash into the right field. Fox going back, coming over under it. He takes it. Two men out. Nobody out. And Ripper Collins. The Cardinals. Two stars on but There was three out. Took off his throat and started in for the bench. Here's the first pitch to Collins. As it slides out in the right field at the base hit. Big Fox coming in. Picks the ball up, returns it to Gellinger at second. And Collins has his third hit of the afternoon. Three singles. Bill Delancey, the card of Dodgers, will be next. He has a double out of two times at bat. Bill Delancey, back from left hand. Here's the pitch. Hit the ball outside. Bobby Bridges and Old Zach Berry Page weighing around 155, 160 pounds. Here's the pitch. A bounding ball slowly down to Gellinger. Gellinger crosses to Rochelle. Iron is out of that second. Delancey going one down to Gellinger. He drops it over to Rochelle. Stop ring second base. Smoking down at the second ball he has. No run, one hit, and 
No else. Here comes Mrs. Afternot, accompanied by the applause of the white fans here in the stands, as he comes out here in the Badgers out of the fourth inning. Come in, John Manning. So far, the Cardinals have made 11 hits off the death of pictures of the Cardinals. And the Cardinals of the American League, Andy Clark, has not made a hit as yet. Those girls reaching face on an arrow. Mike Cotton leads off in the last half of the fourth. Team lines up the pitch. Hit the ball. High inside. And the foul is one or nothing on Mike Cotton. There's the wind up again. Strike call. The wind up and the pitch. The high fly ball. Here's second base. Frankie Creek is underway. Creek has it. One man out in the side of the half of the fourth inning. Charlie Gallagher coming up. Some of the boys calling Gallagher. Some of them calling Gallagher. Valley himself says it's carrying it. You and I put it up, Tom, to shoot everybody. That's right. We put it up to shoot everybody. Gallagher gets the right hand and all ready to go. Team lines up on the first pitch to Gallagher. Strike call. Isn't he? It's still firing down on the third, spite of the fact that he has a 7 1 lead. Taking no chances. The pitch. It's a home pitch. The first hit of the afternoon to right field. Black, black, black. Thank you. 
No runs, one hit, no errors. And the score is seven to nothing, favor of the Lewis Cardinals, seven runs made in the third inning. Eleven hits. The Cardinals after the set it so far to one hit for the strike We go in to the fifth inning now with Ernie O'Sadi. California boy coming up there, rubbing the something out of his eyes. He's just up to the batter's box. After the cross around, they just walk up to the mound, and here's Tom Manning to give it to you. Right on, sir, ready for the first half of the fifth. Ernie O'Sadi, the front of the field of the car, left-hand batter, where the single on the face-off balls is up. The pitch, strike ball. Tommy Bridges, set a fastball, front high, right down the alley. The highest fireball out the short left field, Garfield coming in, waiting for it, and he has it. Come down. Captain Leo DeRocher coming up. Yesterday afternoon, you know, Leo had three hits. He's just about the happiest kid in the United States. I'll tell you that. He admits himself he's not much of a banner, but he was all right yesterday. The first pitch, first turn. Leo has one hit out of two trips to the plate this afternoon. Fifth inning, one out, nobody on. The wind-up. There's a high fly ball to left field. Garfield coming over about five yards under the plate. He has it. Two out, nobody on. Dizzy Dean will be the next batter. Dizzy Dean sitting on the fence waiting for his turn at bat. He's coming up there working very slowly. Is he getting an eye pass from the fans here at the strike? He steps up to the plate. The paper flying around down there. There's just that. Time is required for a moment. But he looks down, gets his foot on it. Now the fans are having some fun. Gets away from him. Finally, he catches up with it. And they're ready to go. Five of the fifth inning, the card seven, card is nothing, two out, nobody on. Dean is up, and the pitch, straight, swinging, the pitch is terrific, and the wall of the card comes up, as he swings all the way around, pivoting, and then falls to the ground. Here's the pitch again. Seven runs, 
11 hits, three bases on ball. While the Tigers, on the other hand, have been attacked four times. They have one hit, that's by Charlie Geringer in the fourth inning. Billy Rogel, who's based in the second inning, on two other races, Arrow. With one of the Tiger half of the fifth inning, Hank Greenberg will be first up. And Troy Conner will describe the play for you. So, he's in there, here's the pitch. A ball. Going outside to Big Hank Greenberg, who back right. Delancey takes some glasses off to Dennis Dean, who's off it on the mound. Standing just at the edge of the saddle, which cuts across the pitcher's mound. He goes into his wind-up, shoots it in. A ball. Right foot at about the same position, still outside to the right-handed batter. Ball two. Greenberg swings his bat back and forth, looping it around down 30 feet. Then Dean goes into his wind-up, here's the pitch. He swings for a fight. Two balls and strike one. That's the count on Big Hank Greenberg's first batter for the Tigers here in their half of the fifth inning. The score 7-0, favorite of the St. Louis Cardinals. Gene out there, he's put on the rubber, gets the signal and good here, wind up, here it is. He smacks one out of the first hit, into right center, comes on down the first for Green, and Jack Ross Ross, who shoots it into first, and Big Hank is down on first base. Single, do we it? California. Two up there for batters last night. Delancey has walked out and handed the ball to Benzine, a new one, and he's rubbing off, taking the cover to get the duty. Rubbed his foot across and rubbed the rubber. He can drop a throw there and walks over. Put his foot into it, glances on Greenberg, here's the pick. A ball outside to Marvin, who's batting right. Now the collegiate ball, Marvin. He's down there batting now with one on. Nobody out. Here's the pick. He strikes one high. Out into right center. Rock Rock goes back under and has it in the net. And Greenberg would drop him two-thirds away down to second case and back over to first. One on. One out. And two spots you left. Two spots. A Hoosier lab. Evansville, Indiana. So far in this series, Pete has six hits to a seven. Dusty Chap as he stepped up there, he bats right facing Dizzy Green. Here you turn his back to Greenberg as he comes up to 54 on the rubber, then glances over his shoulder. Greenberg takes a little lead in the pick. A foul back into the green. Foul strike one. They started up rhythmic tapping in the stands. Listen. Dean gets the signal, steps up on the mound, goes into his set, glances over, and here's the pick. A swinging strike two. Missing it cleanly. A fooler on what Dean put across the event. Delancey Chaps is down there, gives the signal. The wind up on the set. It is. Bounding foul over into the Tigers' dugout. Going in there where one of the boys, Dean, I think, throws it down into another receptor of the dugout. Wilson Fox up there, strike two on him. Dean with his back to Greenberg, glancing at him over his shoulder as he comes up, doesn't his mind up in the track, and again, another glance, here it is. A ball, a ball, a ball, a ball there by Harry Guy, who's down there. And it's one ball and strike two. Harry Guy will call him behind the plate today. Ball one and strike two. And Greenberg on first. Wow, here's the pick. Big hit in the 
That will be scored as a single and an error. The error on the police effect to the next batter. Jack Rothrock is up there and it's the ball. Guard and outside for that center batter. Double marking down on second. Bridges goes to his set. Here's the pitch. He starts to fly out into the left center. Goslin's over, under it, and has it for the out. Bethany Martin starts to go down with Goslin, wins it in to Marborn, and Martin is held on second. One out, one on, and Frank Strait's view up at the plate. He comes up pulling at each other, pulling at the peak of his cap and adjusting it. They all seem to want them to get themselves perfectly comfortable before they step into the batter's box. Frank, he always takes his up a little cold. He left putting his up up there. Swings his back back and forth. He's got him a couple of times. Up and down. And faces back on his shoulders. Look at this around Martin. Here's the pick. A drive out into left center. Where the Majorca White comes in. Has it the wings again to second. And Martin is again forced to hold the base by the pitch throw in. Cross around for the moment. Eugene Berg and he wings it over the bridges. Joe Medwick, follow straight. He's in there now, facing batting right. Martin down on second. Has no hit. He says it's happening. Here he is. A foul strike on Joe Medwick. First ball delivered to him. The only man in the Cardinal lineup. About a hit. He says it's happening. Here's a pitch. He swings hard and drives one high. Out into deep. Strikes him in. Bounds off the barrier. Rothrock is chasing around second. The runner is in. He goes on down the third to relay, and he's safe at third base. Ralph roars as he runs in with third baseman, covering the ball. Go back with He just got out of Harper down there, and there's some little touches in the boys. The bag is actually blocked, and he hit him very unintentionally hard, running into it with his foot. And he slid in there, broke out a bit to relay in from Pete Fox. Well, he's seen your patch it up down there without any misunderstanding. Everybody who's out on the back, that is the boys. Everybody's friendly again. One got the other. He's standing on the base as it goes about side of Marvel and Shoulder. Now we have Rick Collins down here. He is waiting for all the defense to get over out there at third base. A run in, two out, and Medwick on third. Rick Collins is back. Medwick back in the back now. Oh, 
inside. Low ball, cutting the inside corner, looping out over there. Right one in the down running. Here's the wind up and the pitch. And it closes in the late to play batting the way to get his head out of the way that ball. Ball one and strike one is the down. Wind up. Here's the pitch. It's got some power to the second base out in front of you to face it. Coming up, tapping the plate there. The score is now nine to nothing. There's the St. Louis Cardinals. Here's the pitch. He swings out, missing it cleanly for strike one. The Lancey steps clear out the batter's box on that. Might be off his hands in the dirt. The boy comes back up. While pitch is waiting for him, he steps out of the left the mound. Just at his hand on the route and back again. Got up the grandstand now, sets his elbows out the second base. Getting two short. And curving on around over first. Bridges looks around the drift island. Here's the pitch. He's got the high firing, high fire back of third. Marbone goes back fast. But it's got where he can't do a thing with it into the batches above third and back of there. So Marbone claps back in. Got the glass in the sand. He's bound away from those who try to get it. Lancy again. Back in the batter's back. Back two is the count on him. He runs in this inning. Here's the pitch. He swings hard at it again. He got the third strike at his last time to Greenberg. Well, the ass is trying to try. Come in, John Manning. Two runs. Three hits. And two outs. Pepper Martin was first up. And he swings to left field. He went to second. Went to the left field. Went to the left field. Went to the left field. Went to Right to then got a hold of him and drove it against the barrier in right center field, throwing Pepper Martin. And Joe Ludwig went into third base. He and Maribel are trying to left over there. The sun was sliding. He knocked Maribel down. The boy shot up and slowed off. But before any damage could be done, the player stepped between them and the fight was over. Ludwig is going out to left field now. Everything that they can get their hands on out into left field. 
the regular Northern Field Clown Crew. The ball going out there now, they're picking up the paddles and everything, but the fans are standing there waving their handkerchiefs, newspapers and hats and everything. And Joey Medrick, the Cardinal left fielder. In the meantime, let us get back to the ball game. As we win the Tiger half of the sixth inning, it will be nine to nothing in favor of the Cardinals. And that inning again, the first half of the sixth, Martin, single to left field, went to second on Goslin Pummel. Drop rock, then fly to Goslin. Fifth, fly to right. Then Mudrick triples, going to Martin, and then the appearance of third base. Then single to center field. It was Collins' fourth hit of the afternoon. It sent Hubbard across the plate, making it the Cardinals of the National League nine before the American League nothing. Collins took second when White goes to White to center field of Hubbard. The last game stuck out. And here's the picture in left field again. The barkeepers are doing a great job of putting left field cleaned up. Final game in this 1934 World Series. Still the nerves of all the 
players, even with that comfortable lead, are very, very much on edge. So that's one of those things that can happen, and after it's all over with, why everybody's sorry for it, they shake hands and make up. Tom Manning has given you this picture, which we can't hardly elaborate on any further. Tom, will you come in and continue? I want to say just a moment, it's been a long time since we told the folks. We've had a great time out here for seven days, and the Ford Motor Company hopes that the clients that are listening in at the showrooms of Ford dealers throughout the United States and Canada, as well as everywhere else, are enjoying these things. Nothing doing in the way of starting players as yet. As Don Wilson told you, the sound crew is out there in the cleanup position. The score at this time is 9 to nothing in favor of the Cardinals of the National League. Joe Bedwick is going back out to left field. The ground has been cleaned off. And once again, the fans out there in left field are standing up. They're throwing whatever they have left now. Here comes some more oranges, some more apples and everything else. Here comes a couple of more battles. They're throwing everything that they have out there on the field again. And once more, up half we're going. Up half, here it comes. Those two federal umpires of the major league. They the Americans and some of the Nationals have left out there. Clemmel's coming in now and is saying something to a couple of Latins. In the meantime, Frankie Cook, the manager of the Cardinals, is walking out there attacking the football, as is Captain Rio Duoso. Once again, the ground crew make every possible attempt to holding up their hands, asking the fans to allow the game to continue. But I don't believe that they are going to allow Joe Mubrick to play left field. But the Cardinals, you know, they have a pride all of their own. They hate to give up and bring Joe Mubrick in out of there. But I fear uh, Frankie Fitzgerald is hoping to Joe Mubrick to come in. Mubrick is walking slowly in from left field. Let us give you the picture now of the team boys down here. Dizzy Dean has had his play on and off on several occasions. Just at the bottom, the back door of the Cardinals has again run out of the field, taking that right left but it's in the black out to Dizzy Dean, who is the cargo pitcher of the afternoon. Bill Delancey and Dean now are walking out towards left field. It's going to be some moment there before play can be resumed at Maven Field here in Detroit. The umpires have now congregated down there just in front of the shortstop position. Nigel and all of the American League, Dean Zerden and Bill Crum of the National League. They're having some sort of a conference down there. They're all in the Cardinals. I'm going to step to the huddle right at the shortstop position. And we're going to turn the microphone over to Earl Todd, who thinks he sees something different now. Sir. The conference of umpires is going on down there now, Tom. It's different from the several conferences which have gone on before. We've had several down here while this exit going was going on. And now the four of them who went down to come out and stepped over to speak to manager Frankie Drake. What their decision has been after this reception given to Joe Medwick out there in left field will be announced in just a moment. The players are doing that in their position. Up in the mound, one of the boys carrying his red, his cardinal red jersey out. Nedwick has walked out there. He certainly seems to be able to take it. He stood there facing the fans, taking all the booze and the jeers which they offered him. Now he's walked out there amid that, and more of the food is starting to come down. Lemon, oranges are starting to slide down around Joe Nedwick again. The booters, the white booters are in the stands, the breeze is out of left field showing their displeasure with the happening at third base. 
which of course no one can tell just exactly what it was. Both the boys battled each other as they left. But Nedwick rushing out there in the field is getting the same blood reception every time, and the groundskeepers are out again. What do you see over there, Tom Manning? Just at the moment, here's something going to happen. We're going to follow this play all the way out for you. Manager Mickey Cochran of the Detroit Tigers, a great favorite in Detroit, has been asked by Frankie Quick to go to left field to see what can be done about it. Mickey Cochran, uh, being a big sport, is walking out to left field with his bat in his hand and is now holding up his hand, asking the preacher right to refrain from throwing anything else out on the field. Mickey Cochran, however, doesn't go all the way out to left field. He stopped out there at the moment and is talking to Clem and Rick Owen. And now he's coming back toward the plate. And once again, 3, 6, 9, 10, 11, about a dozen of the brown keepers are out there. And for the The sound keepers out there who has a big a tail trying to pick up the fruit and the battles and so forth. Mickey Cochran has walked in now and is standing right at the third base. Detroit Tigers, nothing. 
It was in the sixth inning. It drove lovely. Drove the ball into deep right center field. The ball turned off the barrier out there, and it was a close play at third base. Joe Mudrick left his feet and slid into third. He and Morbell, the Tiger third baseman, both fell to the ground. They got up and squared off. The players stepped between them, and when Joe Mudrick went out to play left field for the Cardinals, he beat the right. Through everything that they had. Many of them were carrying lunches. Through oranges, apples, bananas, and sandwiches. Had every description and of every make out on the field, including a lot of pop bottles. The field threw that several times. But Senator Martin Landis, after conference, has ordered Joe Medley out of the lineup and kicked forth to play left field. You know, Dizzy Dean will be allowed to take a few moments now to warm up after this long delay. And the first Tiger hitter in the sixth inning will be manager Mickey Cochran. And here is Ford Bond to tell you about the Tiger half of the six. The score, St. Louis time, Detroit nothing. Ford, well, that's the first time that Judge Landon's ever participated in a decision in a game since his attention to the half-week of baseball. Here's the pitch. A strike called on Mickey Cochran. Judge Landis making the decision down here, standing up in his box with the managers before him and the two players who were concerned in the disruption at third base. Making the decision, sending Nedrick out and pull us in. Here's the next pitch. He cracked the fly out into right field. And Goldfrock, going back to the line, makes a nice catch of it, making it one out. You know, we're in the last half of the sixth inning. Mickey Cochran, the first man up for the Tigers as they trail nine to nothing, coming up in their half of the sixth. Sally Gehringer is next at bat. Pullis. Pullis is the new left fielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. Dizzy Dean had a long time. He tried to warm up several times. Then they tried to resume play. Drop his sweater. Put it back on when the boots started flying off in left field again. Three or four times that happened. Each time he had to retire to put on his sweater and try to keep his arm warm. Then it came back, warmed up again. Gehringer's in there now as Mickey Jackson drops on over to the dugout. One out, nobody on. Here's Gehringer's batter, here's the pitch. A ball strike, cutting in there, curving in and cutting the outside corner. Strike one on Charlie Gehringer. He his bat back on his shoulder. Puts it up again. Here's the wind-up. The pitch. A bounder down the Georgia Rosa takes it, shifts it over to first, and he's out. A beautiful pickup by Leo DeRosa. And the crowd is applauding him here. He made a beautiful pickup of a bounder coming in fast on it, shooting over Rip Collins for the second out, retiring Charlie Gerringer. Bruce Goslin, big old Bruce from Salem, New Jersey, comes in there and now taps the rubber, pulls it his cap, and swings his bat a couple of times. Then wipes the full length of it after getting his convert on his hand. Here's the wind-up at Chuchin. He's got the fly. It's coming over here. Just the line. Rick Collins is back on the cross the line and has it in the net for the third out. All right, Tom Manning, come right in. No one, no hits, man, no errors. Mickey Cochran first up, wired to walk off. Gellinger, result to Wilson to Collins. And that good at the shortstop of the Cardinals came in and threw a big hand from the Tiger rooted there to that slow play. It is a slow boundary. Came in fast, took the ball up, and hit the other hand over the first just ahead of Gellinger. 2,000, then fouled out the first base from Collins. No runs, no hits, and no errors. We have completed six innings of this seventh game of the World Series. St. Louis Cardinals have scored seven runs in the third inning and two in the sixth. Now, at the end of six innings, St. Louis ties to 12-0. Tigers started off this afternoon 
And ball offset and Bridges came in as he placed in the third inning. Bridges is still in the box. A little right-hand curveball artist who has pitched that brilliant ball throughout the American League campaign. The boy who pitched that grand game against the Cardinals the other day. He is in there this afternoon, and Ernie Orsatti will lead off for the Cards in the seventh. Fourth bomb. Ernie Orsatti has stepped up there to the batter's box now. Larry Geisel is up the plate. Question some over here comes Bill Clam over to get a piece of paper. Yes, that wasn't what was wrong here, delaying play as we go into the seventh inning. Bill Clam had got it over, and he's down here talking to one of the coaches back here on the line who's raced back into the dugout. Now Bridges is still warming up with Mickey Cochran as Orsatti has stepped away from the plate. Bill Clem is walking slowly across the diamond. He's umpiring his third today. Tommy Bridges, whom Tom Manning was just speaking about, pitching grand ball since the third inning, pitching ninth ball. He did a grand job on Sunday. Satisfaction. He comes up there, throws the rubber again. 
Bat on Dean's shoulder. Here's the wind-up and the pitch. A bounder down to third. Marvel and Holt in the third. Then throws Dean out at first. Owen holds the roster on third and makes the foot out. Going over to Big Hank Greenberg. Two out. Leo DeRocher on third base and Peppery Martin. Little old Pepper down here wiping his hands in the dirt behind the plate before he comes up and just himself goes to the peak of his cap and steps into the batter's box. Taps the old rubber plate down here as Bridges goes into his windup. Here's the pitch. A strike call. He just slipped that outside corner to the right-handed batter. Set. And then a wind-up. And the pitch. Attempts to bunt, and it's a strike. Strike two. Umpire Harry Geisel holds up his hand. Showing the count. Strike two on the batter. Mickey gets up. That's giving the signal. Here's the wind-up. A grounder down to Charlie Geringer, second, who's at the moment, and the runner is straight at first on the error, scoring Leo DeRocher with the 10th from the ball game. 10 to nothing, favor the St. Louis Cardinals. The error on Charlie Geringer. Jack Wilprock follows Martin in the batting order of the Cardinals. He steps up there, now batting left, with Pepper Martin on first. A run in, two out. Here's the pitch, a ball, high and outside, the left-handed batter. Ball one is the count, two out, and Pepper Martin on first, and a run in. Ten to nothing now, favor St. Louis, a pile work first, but Pepper is back there, he's put up against the bag. Falling around, trying to keep his balance. Before Hank Greenberg lets his that ball, throwing it back to Bridges. Then again, he takes the lead off first. Dancing around down here, the pitch, he goes down, Mickey takes it down, and it's piled down there the second hand. He's David Rolls, just off the bag, Rogel goes over and takes it. They're scoring it as a stolen base. The runner coming in hard at the same time as the ball. The ball rolling with it. Scoring that as a stolen base for Pepper Martin. Jack Rothrock down here at bat. They just press back up on the mound. Glances around a second and shoots the pitch and he drives one. High out into deep left center. Goslin chasing and over his head. Martin coming on in. Rothrock is rounding second. Goslin makes a throw in. And it's a two-base hit for Jack Rothrock. Scoring the 11th run of the ball game. 11 to nothing in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Greenberg takes the toss from Rogel, who got the throw in from Goslin. Rothrock now on second, and Frank Frazier back. Here's the pick. He backs hard at the first marble and goes back under to five. Way back to third. Goes back under fast, but doesn't quite catch up with it. And it drops for a long strike. Strike one. Frankie steps out of the box. Wipes his hands with dirt. Rubs him on his trousers. Runs one hand the length of his bat. Before he comes back up there to face. Tommy Bridges, who has the signal now for Mickey Cotton to straightens up. Throwing the rubber. Gordon reset, glances around, here's the pitch. He cracks one high, out into right field. The Pete is getting under it and has it for the out, retiring the side. Come in, Tom Manning. In the cardinal half of the seventh, Roy Orzotti was first up and tried to wait. Leo DeLocher, then triple. 
Lizzie Dean bombed it out all to Greenberg. Papa Martin hit a, a ground ball to Gallagher. Gallagher fumbled the ball, getting an error, and the Roaches scored. Jack Rothrock the back. Papa Martin stole second. Rothrock then got a hold of one and drove it against the barrier and deep left center field for two bases, sending Martin across the plate. Plate wide to top. Two runs, two hits, and one error. As we go into the last half of the seventh inning, score at St. Louis Cardinals 11, Detroit Tigers nothing. Ollie's up for that old seventh inning stretch. Tigers coming to bat, and Billy Rogel. Tigers shortstop, left hand header. His hitter will be first up. Izzy Dean, you know, and Bill Delancey form the Cardinal battle. Bill Rogel has picked up Bill Delancey's mask, and Bill puts the ball out for second. And takes his mask and ready to go. The Tiger half of the seventh inning. Fourth on. Bill Rogel starts up from Springfield, Illinois. Batting now for the Tigers. We're going to half the seventh. Dean is down on the mound getting the signal from Bill Delancey. He goes into his windup and here's the pitch. He swings out of the foul. It hits foul goes down back of home plate. Bill Delancey. That's off the ball. gone up into the air for the moment. Started tugging his mask before he realized the ball was down on the ground. Other guys have stepped out and dust up the plate. Bill Rogel kicks some dirt out of his heels. Stepped up there again, pulls at the peak of his cap. Faces Judy Dean, who's out there on the mound with his characteristic stance before he goes into his wind-up. Here it is, and the pitch. A foul popped up into the hands of Leo DeRosa. There's short. Or the out. One guard. First batter up, popping out to Leo DeRosa. We have Hank Greenberg, the Bronx boy of New York City. Up there for the Tigers. Down here, sticking hard to dirt. He bats right, sticking hard to dirt down the batter's box. Here's the pitch. A strike call, flipping the inside, going to the plate. The big Hank Greenberg, he's batting right. Nobody on, one gone. Here's the wind up in the pitch. He offered hard at a throw ball, but it goes sailing over the line. And it's just a long strike. Strike two. The roar of the crowd thinking it was a home run. It got straight off that left field line. But it was third and foul all the time. And wheeled across there. And he's up there now with strike two on him. The Lancey signaling to Dean. Goes with Wynup as a pitch. He swings hard. Going down to the other strikeout route. Two out. Greenberg retiring one. Swing it one with plenty of hop and plenty of break on that curve. Marvin Owen. Marvin Owen, the third Tiger batter up in the seventh inning. The score 11-0 in favor of St. Louis. And it's seven runs in the third, two in the sixth, and two in the seventh. Here's the pitch. A ball too low. Lancy tossed the crowd against the team. Actually, first in his catcher's miss. Give the signal. Here it comes. A ball. Ball two again. Too low to Marvoy. Delancey walks her out in front of the plate. Before he shoots it out to Dean again. He's standing there motionless. Then goes into his line up and he gets the signal. Here it is. A founder, John DeFrank, who takes it to the extra guy, shoots it over to Collins for the out. Retiring the side. Three up and three down. Got in combat. No runs, no hits, no errors, no kills. Popped up to DeRosa. Greenberg, struck out. 
Five on, ball to right, quick to Collins. The full series broadcast are brought to you through the courtesy of the Ford Motor Company. They're sent to you directly from Maven Field, Detroit. <laughs> And he comes in here as the Cardinals come to bat in the eighth inning. Ted Barberry, big heavy set, right hand. Cards come to bat, and here is Ted Barberry. Barberry's in there making the cover on a new ball as Charles Bullock, new left fielder. He's up at bat to start in the pitch. A ball, forcing the right-handed batter away from the plate. Ball one, here's the count on Charlie Bullock. Off to Arco, Pennsylvania. Here's the wind up in the pitch. Again, a ball. Inside the right-handed batter. Ball two. Marbury, he comes from Creekman, Texas. He just come in here to relieve in the eighth inning. Here's the wind-up. He cuts a hot one down. Half short, green short, and second base. It goes on out to center field for a single Montgomery six bullet. Who's down first now with Rick Collins. You up the plate. And Rick takes his place there in the batter's box. Backing the rubber with his bat and swinging his bat forcefully back and forth as he comes up there to face the offerings of Purple Marbury. One on and nobody out to score 11 nothing favor to favor of Cardinals. Here's the go into the first half of the eighth inning. Here's the wind up in the pit. He backs one high out into right setters. Pete Fox is going over on it and has it. And Fuller, who chased almost down to second, has to race back to first. One out. One on, Dick Fuller on first, and Bill Delancey, the Cardinal catcher, coming up to bat. Gerringer just to throw in. He tosses the ball over to Marbury, who wipes his hand off on the rocking bag. One out, one on. First half of the eighth inning, the score 11 to nothing. Favor St. Louis. Delancey's down there, swinging his bat back and forth. Here's the pitch. He cracked one down. Second, Gillinger takes it, shoots it over to first. Not far to make a play. Fuller was already down on second, and his two gone. Lancey out. Gillinger to Greenberg. Ernie Orsatti. Ernie Orsatti, whom we told you is from Los Angeles, California, and who has received an injury in almost every game of this series, but who has played sterling ball all the way through nevertheless. I believe he's only been out of one game. When Fuller replaced him out in center field when the injuries were just too painful and legs too stiff to perform. Here's the pitch. A ball. Low, almost in the dirt. Stocks and picking it out of it. Big Fuller down on second. Barbary glances around at him. Then on the mountain. Juicy pitch in passes high and outside for ball two. Purple Marbury again wiping off the cover of the ball and he steps up there to throw the rubber. Looks around hard to kick full of time to pitch. A ball, ball three. Iwin and inside. Jordi Orsatti who bats left. 
He cleaned it up very slowly and grouped it down. Here's the pit. And the walk. A ball too low. Or fatty is given a walk. You can see just the way he drops down the first with that right leg is still bothering. Two men on, two out, and Leo DeRocher at back. Mr. Now is Marbury. M-A-R-B-E-R-R-Y. Marbury is pitching. The man at the bat right now is Mr. DeRocher. Man on first, a man on second, two down, and strike one has been pitched to DeRocher. He awaits for the next one. Oh, that one almost hit him. Came in close. He ducked away from it. A very nice catch by Cochran that time to keep it from being a wild pitch. Very nicely caught by Cochran. Here it comes. That's what the ball bounding back towards second base. is taken for the fourth of Ocotti. That repairs the side. In the eighth inning, the first half of the eighth. And we have in that place for the Cardinals. No runs. One hit. No errors. And two men left for the base. Starting to play on the last half of the eighth inning. Man coming to bat is Fox, the right fielder. Mr. Fox is down there ready for the ball to sit down again. Dean pitches it down. Fox lands it out toward left field. The ball lands way back in the corner and left. It's being taken out there and thrown right down toward third base on a fast throw. The ball is stopped by Martin. And the runner pulls up on second base with his second double of the afternoon. Fox doubling right down in the left field corner on the first ball pitch. That, ladies and gentlemen, being the fourth hit off Dizzy Dean this afternoon. Now we shall see who comes in to that for Albany, if any. You know, the largest score on a shutout in the World Series was 9 to nothing when it was 1905. Matheson took that game. Right now the score is 11 to nothing in favor of St. Louis. And, of course... These Detroit Americans want to get one run in at least as they possibly can here before this game ends. It's the last half of the eighth, the man in scoring spot, Walker, is coming to bat for Marbury. W-A-L-K-E-R. Walker batting for Marbury. Walker batting for Marbury. That's up there, a right-hand hitter. Dean ready to pitch him with a man on second base and nobody down in the last half of the eighth. Here's a pitch. First ball pitch is a long fly, way out toward left. Left fielder's after it. Bullock takes the ball, runs a few steps forward, and whips it down toward third base. So Walker is out on the first ball, picks on a high flight of left field. Next man coming to bat is Jojo White. White coming up with one down, a man on second. Ball has just been returned to Dizzy Dean. Dizzy's getting ready to walk toward the mound. He comes up onto the mound. No chance for a wind-up. Just walks over on second in scoring position. White's the left-hand hitter. Dean stretches, looks toward second. Here's the first pitch, and White takes it for strike one call. Just above the hits on the outside corner. One strike to White. Fox taking his lead at second. Nobody seems to be bothering him at all. White again swings in close to the inside line of the batsman's box. Whips the bat back onto his shoulder, but the way he has changed bats, he hasn't had a hit this afternoon. Instead of using the black bat, he has a nice new weapon. Here's the next pitch. The ball is called for a strike. Catching the corner on the inside just at the hip. Strike to the Jojo. He was hitting 158 at the start of this game as far as his series hitting is concerned. That has dropped considerably so far with three pitches to play the no hits this afternoon. Here's the pitch. He takes a swing at it. And it's called strike three. You're out. White swings at it for strike three. 
And that brings the Jersey Dean's strikeout record and the record of hit offing to be the same. Four strikeouts, four hits off Jersey. Mickey Carson comes to bat. The idol of the Detroit fans, a great ball player, steps up there, left-hand swinger. Man on second with two down. He hits the first ball way out toward right field. Looks like it might be foul, but the wind is carrying it over near the foul line. That is taken care of very nicely by Mr. Rothrock on a fly in foul territory. With the tires aside in the eighth inning, we have the Detroit Tigers making no runs. There was one hit. There were no errors committed, and they had one man left in the base. Ladies and gentlemen, the broadcasts of all the World Series games this year have been sent to you by the Ford Motor Company, Mr. Henry Ford, Mr. Edsel Ford, and your local Ford dealer, producers and distributors of Ford and Lincoln cars and Ford trucks. They hope you have enjoyed these games. We're starting the first half of the night, ladies and gentlemen. First man coming to bat should be up here in just a moment for the St. Louis Cardinals. Calling for attention out there on the loudspeaker system, but right now we're watching to have Dizzy Dean come up for his turn at bat. All right, starters pitching. Hayworth is catching. The first man at bat is Dizzy Dean. We're starting the first half of the ninth, and the score is 11 0 in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Starter swings up the pitch, the first one out of Dizzy Dean. Here's the pitch. Dizzy takes it close to the belt. Ball. What? Ball on the Dizzy. Watching for another one. Carter swings up there, winds up very easily, pitches the ball in. Dizzy hits the ball out toward left field. Goslin's over after it, takes a line drive for the out. Dean out on a line drive to Goslin for the first out in the first half of the ninth inning. Next man coming up should be Pepper Martin. Pepper Martin this afternoon has been on base every time except the first time of that when he struck out. He has walked, singled, then saved an error. Had another single, stolen a base, scored three times. Watching for the ball to sit down to Pepper Martin with one down in the first half of the night. Sauter takes his wind-up, swings up easily, balances, here's the pitch. Pepper hits the ball right straight up in the air towards first base, it's being blown foul. Greenberg is after it and takes the ball over near the dugout for the out. Pepper Martin out on a ball to Greenberg. That puts two men down and brings to bat Rothrock, who has doubled twice this afternoon, walked once. Knocked into a fourth out and slide out once to left field. There are two out on the ninth end, with Rothrock coming to bat. Here's the pitch. A ball. Inside and low to the left-handed batter. Two out, nobody on. Jack Rothrock up. Rotter has it again. Throws into that slow wind-up. And that's the pitch. And it's a ball. Ball two. Again, low and inside. Forcing Jack Rothrock to do a little half skip with both feet to get out of the way. That slow wind up of the general again and the delivery. He offers that of a foul back into the screen. Two balls and strike one. There's the count now. That's that foul back into the screen. Two and one's the count on Jack Rothrock. Third batter. Up for the Cardinals here in the ninth. Scores 11 to nothing. Favor St. Louis in the first half of the ninth inning. General Crowder, who just come onto the mound for the Tigers, pitching to Jack Rothrock. Mickey Gotson receiving. Here's the wind up and the pitch. A front. He goes winging down first. Crowder tickets roll over the line. Foul. 
Ray Hayworth, a great catcher who caught almost half of the Tigers' games this year, and his name appears in the lineup here for the first time. Here's the pitch. He swings hard, and Carter strikes out the last batter for the Cardinals here in the ninth inning of this seventh ball game. Cardinals now start out of their position as we go into the last half of the ninth inning. The Cardinals leading 11 to nothing with Charlie Geringer. Charlie Geringer, the second baseman for the Tigers, due at bat. Bill Delancey is down there now, waiting behind home plate for Jim Dean, who just did, uh, well, it's almost a somersault going on out to the mound, just in high spirits. As he steps up there to the mound, to start warming up with Joe Delancey. Crowder had a three up and three down in his appearance here in the last game, striking out Jack Ross off the last man after running the count to three and two. Here's Charlie Geringer walks out there now, swinging it back viciously through the air. Third man in the Tigers batting order. Up first here in the last half of the night, trailing by 11 runs. He stands there almost motionless, then wings his bat around viciously again. Here goes into his windup. Here's the pitch. He offers at it, and it kicks the plate behind home a foul. Strike one. Delancey never fails to knock that masking cap off with anything doing behind home. He doesn't wait anything, tells him as soon as that ball happens around him, he hasn't got his mitt to do something. Here's the pitch. He swings at it, he cracks a hit, a base hit, out into left field where Hank Fuller has it, shoots it in, it's a base hit. A single for Charlie Geringer. First man up, Goose Goslin of Salem, New Jersey. Comes up and cracks the dust out of his heels. The dirt, as he comes up there, pulls the ticket his cap, faces Justine. Here's the wind up the pit. He cracks the bounder down to first. Zip Collins shoots it down to second. Strosser shoots it back. And Dean was over there for the play. Takes the throw from DeRocher. So it was no possible double play. Dave was standing about a yard off first base. From here it looks as though Dizzy thought he had his foot on the back. But he's standing a whole four yard or four feet away from first, thinking he was taking the throw for the double play. DeRocher making the out at first, retiring Geringer on a fourth out, and then makes the throw over the first time to get the goose. Rather amusing, the crowd all got a laugh as Jim looked down at his foot and discovered the bag wasn't under. So here we have Bill Rogel up. Here's the pitch. He cracks one hard. A base hit. Rolling on the ground out in the right field. Bruce is on second. And Rogel is on first. One out. And two men on. Hank Greenberg do it fast. Goslin on second. Rogel on first. One out. And Hank Greenberg up. Hank digging himself a terrific hole down here in the batter's box. On the left side of home plate, he bats right to know, and he's taking one for his right foot. As Jizz throws the rubber, looks around at second, wind up, here's the pitch, a strike call, sipping the outside corner to the right-handed batter. Right one is the count, one out and two on here in the last half of the ninth inning. Badgers trailing by 11 runs. Set as he looks around at second, here's the pitch, foul off the handle of his bat. Now, two strikes, ball slipping off the handle of his bat and bounding over towards the Cardinal dugout. Two 
Blue stripes to count on Big Night Greenberg. Up here for his last time in this 1934 World Series with two men on and one out. And the count two strikes on him. Here's the pitch. A swinging strike going down for the strike count. And Big Hank, the first baseman from New York for the Detroit Tigers, takes a long, long walk over to the dugout. Delancey walks her out almost to the pitcher's mound before he tosses the ball to Disney. Two men are gone, two out, and Disney is out on the mound facing Marvin Owen. Marvin Owen, another California boy, up here with two men gone, two on, and the score 11 nothing favor the St. Louis Cardinals. Here takes off his mound and flexes his right sleeve. Takes off his glove, walks off the mound, comes back up there again, throws the rubber, goes to his chest, here's the pitch. Drives down to second, Mr. Rocher takes, crosses the first for the final out of the 1934 World Series. Which the Cardinals, which the St. Louis Cardinals win this seventh and deciding game with 11 runs, 17 hits, one error. The Tigers, no runs, six hits, and three errors. A shutout for the great Disney team. He and his brother, the only pitchers during this 1934 World Series to have two games to their credit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we know that these players are racing off the field, and most of them got off before this crowd got out here. The crowd is racing over to the Tigers' dugout, but the Tigers have all disappeared down the little hole in the far corner of their dugout, and the Cardinals, of course, raced over there and got to disappear. We want to describe the scene for you here, but the fans are walking very quietly across the green flag here in Nathan Field. 25 years since they've had a World Series, and they haven't won the World Championship. Their spirits are dampened, of course. We're going to pass it down to Tommy Manning, who's in the Cardinal dugout. Come in, Tom Manning. Now the boys are coming in, you can hear them. And the first boy that's going on there is Captain Leo DeWolski. Leo, what did you think of him? Well, Mom, there's the bacon. What a great ball player. The greatest fighting bunch of ball players I've ever had the pleasure of playing with. A great manager and two great pitchers and teams and a great bunch of fellas. Leo, you played a great game. I hope my family's listening in Rock Griffin. I know my wife is. You can tell we're all happy as we can be, boy. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Tizzy Team. Tiz, just take this microphone and help yourself. Boy. Hello, everybody. Well, the Cardinals are the champions. I predicted before the series started. The Cardinals would win the World Series and the World Championship, and they certainly did it. And I predicted it got out for myself, and boy, I got it. Look at this. Did you try before you win there today? On the good side. I have no alibi. Not at all. And I'll say, I can't say that much for the Tigers, because they come out and alibi just after their break defeat. But they took this from the Cardinals. They might have lost the ball game, and they ought to take the opportunity. 
Both Monday nights have the good. Congratulations, all following the horse class. And Monday nights, you'll have to hear the microphone. Crush it over here and get Pepper Martin. Hey, Pepper, Pepper Martin, come here a minute. Pepper Martin is trying to get himself a collar back, but come on over. Hello, brother, and hello, everybody. I sure am uh, glad that we brought the old pennant back to St. Louis, and it's just wonderful. I think everybody's so happy. Thanks, Bill. Here's Bill Delancey, that great young chap. You're going to hear a lot about Bill Delancey. How is it, Bill? I think it's a great pitcher. We've got the two greatest pitchers in the world on our club. And here's another great pitcher. Come on in, check Carlton. It wasn't that a great ball game that did the pitchers oh, I want to say hello to my mother and father down in Texas, also my all my good friends down yard. I'm happy as I can be. Leo DeRosa, I want to give you the pleasure of presenting uh, this next ball player. Well, radio fans, I want to present to you next. Oh, wait a minute, Leo. Do this up now. Really do a good job. Well, I'll tell you, it's very hard to say much about this young fella. He has got what you call it and everything that goes with it. He is one of the greatest young pitchers who has ever come up to the majors in the last 10 years. I'd like to present to you radio folks. Paul Dean, brother of Dizzy Dean, the man who won that ball game for us today. Oh, Hello, oh, oh, oh. oh, fans. I'm sure happy that we won the ball game in the World Series today, and I'm sure that we'll be out there by the next year, and I hope we can win again. Thanks. Come on, Leo. Present, uh, present the boy that's the boy that's later. I want to present the Cuban president, Mike Gonzalez. Hello, fans. I'm very happy that we're champion on the wolves. We fight very much. Uh, that's uh, one of the best series. One series out of four. We fight them more than anybody ever thought to vampire as everybody else. So goodbye. Thanks a lot. And here's the six bullets. Wait a minute, we're going to get you fuzzy wires first. Come on, fuzzy. Hello, everybody. We're all excited here, and we're very happy that we won this World Championship. It shows the fighting spirit. I want to say a word about Frankie Frick. He's got the fighting spirit, and he's fired all the players with a great spirit, and we're very proud of him. And the Dean boys also, the George Great stuff, see? All right. Hello, everybody in Hampers, and mother and dad, and everybody. Goodbye. We're all excited here. Wish y'all lots of luck to have to get. Oh, man, alive. I want to tell you that this is certainly something. Jack Rothrock, what do you think of it? Isn't this problem? Oh, this, this is, uh, never saw anything like it. Right. Well, this is a real fight in ball club, and they're still fighting. They'll go on fight. These kids are certainly the happiest game. We're trying to elbow our way over here to Frankie Fish. Hundreds of photographers are here. And Don Wilson, using all of his deep trying to get through, we're trying to get over to Frankie Fish so that Frankie can tell you how uh, it is to be the manager of a world championship team. He's sitting here now with everybody popping away. It's kind of hard to get in there, but we're going to get in to Frankie Fish just as soon as we can. Frankie. I'm in here now with one arm around him and somebody's talking to him. We're going to take, ladies and gentlemen, the manager of the World Champion St. Louis Cardinals, Frankie Fish. Hello, everybody. I'm pretty well tired out. And uh, I'm just sitting with this about this thing. And the boys deserve all the credit. I don't want to dance it, but they fought and fought. They never gave up. They're a great bunch of kids. It was a wonderful victory, a great series, a hard-fought series, and the hardest one I've ever been in. 
And we played against the great ball club. They gave us a battle all down the stretch and a world of credit to Mickey Cotton and everyone on the ball club. Thank you. Thank you, Frankie Fish. And on behalf of the thousands and thousands of listeners, we want to take their part for a moment and say congratulations to you and to all of your boys. I'm going to turn this microphone over to Don Wilson for a moment so that we can get some of the other boys. Well, pandemonium has certainly broken loose here in the dressing room of the St. Louis Cardinals here after this game. We were in hopes of getting Joe Medwick on here a few minutes ago, but I believe he's left the dressing room. We're trying to find Ernie Orsati. Here he is. Ernie Orsati, ladies and gentlemen. Jagged Two happy to serve off a lot, but we did a great ball club and have never been in a ball club that has a fighting spirit that this Cardinal outfit has. We're going to walk through here now, and we'll have some of the Detroit boys on the air for you just in a few seconds. We're going across over into the Tiger dugout, and a lot of you folks are listening in. Want to hear the Tiger players and first go walk. We have lots to lose, folks, but I reckon we just had to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to present to you the next two shots. We gave them all we had, folks, so now we'll give them the credit. That's fine. Mickey Cotton, the manager of the Tigers, ladies and gentlemen. We should congratulate the Nintendo Cardinals and thank you, folks, on a great career. Being just too tough person. Well, we get beaten up, though. Billy Rogel, Bill, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Rogel, the shortstop of the Detroit Pikes. Well, uh, the only thing I can say, folks, is Dizzy Hutt and Lenny. And he deserves all the credit in the world. Well, I believe that that's just about all over in the Tiger dugout, of course. The situation here, the boys are a bit downcast, as you know. They fought the St. Louis Cardinals of the National League, and today the full series at Naven Field is over. The boys have given their all in this great classic this year. Uh, here at Maven Field, the series finishes this afternoon, and the St. Louis Cardinals, of course, are the National League champions. This is Tom Manning speaking, and I'm sure we've had a pleasure in bringing you the World Series, along with Zara McNamee, Ford Bond, and our John Wilson. John, do you have a word to say? Well, I have a great deal to say. I think that it's been our pleasure to hear from these very fine players, and uh, it's been grand to see this last game in this 1934 series. This concludes the broadcast of the World Series games, sponsored by the Ford Motor Company. Mr. Henry Ford, Mr. Edsel Ford, and your local Ford dealers.